Hey Dwarf Hope Northeast, this is Cameron, um, and as has been the custom for the last couple of months, uh, we are a couple of days into June, and so I wanted to just kind of put together a little a little video update. Uh, this will also be published audio only to our podcast, um, so whether you're watching or listening, this is uh, for you to uh, kind of get the lay of the land for the life of the church as we enter into June, which uh, could see some big changes uh, in a, in a number of ways, um, as it relates to COVID-19 and so forth. Um, so that, that will come, but, uh, as I've thought through this, um, it seemed impossible not to, not to talk about everything that's going on, uh, with, with the murder of George Floyd and everything that's, that's followed. Um, truthfully, um, this is version three <laughs> of this video. Um, I think I've been just, at the end of the day, I know that anything that I have to say uh, will will be massively inadequate. Um, I'm not an expert and, and my lived experience um, is so uh, lacking uh, to be able to speak with, with much wisdom and insight into these things. Um, but I also know silence isn't an option. Um, and so, uh, have, have grace for me um, as we as we try to talk about hard things um, first I just I just want to just say that we we lament and we mourn and we grieve um, the unjust murder of George Floyd um, another unjust murder of an unarmed black man at the hands of a police officer and and we mourn the countless other names and, and stories and, and then systemic kind of structural issues that, that are represented by what's happened to George Floyd. Um, I want to call us all to just make space to process this evil, uh, to, to look it squarely in the eye and, and to, to grieve it uh, with God and with our community. Um, with people from our, our church family as we're able to in this weird time. Um, but to let the full weight of the thing hit us, um, to grieve it, to mourn it, to, to turn to the Lord in light of it, may it stir us up to, to call out to him and to plead with him uh, to change us and to change our city and to change our world, to bring his justice into the fold. Um, second, this should be the most obvious thing in the world I'm about to say. I hope, hope that it is. I hope you feel dulled by what I'm about to say. Uh, but it's that we declare racism and racial injustice in all its forms to be an affront to God. He is the author of humanity in all of its beautiful diversity. And he is the one who is building a people for himself, a people of worshipers for himself from every tribe, tongue, and nation. And not incidentally or coincidentally, but strategically and purposefully, because it's in the beautiful diversity of the people he's made and the cultures he's made um, that, that, that his image is most fully expressed in this world. And it will be that way into eternity future. Um, he's the one who has instilled his very image with, with, with the, like, endless dignity and value that that comes with um, into every 
single human being. And, and we could go on and on and on theologically about why we believe this, but, but at the end of the day, we have to just declare unequiv- unequivocally that racial injustice has no part uh, amongst God's people. Um, it's wrong. It's sin. And we should hate it. Um, third, we, we want to remind ourselves now is a good time to do it, that throughout the biblical story, God shows a special affection for the most vulnerable, the, the oppressed um, in, in a given culture, uh, for the victim. Um, and he calls his people to share in that heart tangibly, like by working to love and serve such people and, and the black community um, clearly <laughs> at this time and, and, and for a long time um, fits every one of those descriptions. Um, so, so we are called to echo the heart of God um, in our care and in our action internally and externally. Um, and so we, we pray that Door of Hope Northeast um, as a community and as, as individuals that comprise that community, we would develop the same heart, um, the heart of God that would be worked out in action. Um, not for a day, uh, but, but worked out over our entire lifetimes. Um, in the end, like it, especially as a predominantly white church in a predominantly white city, um, we know we have so many blind spots. We know that. Um, and, and so many things to learn. Uh, coincidentally, if you're a person of color in our community, let us know what you see and let us know what you need as you're able. Just, just please do. Um, but we want to be the kind of community that talks about these things, um, that shares ideas and resources. Um, but more than that, we want to be the kind of community that follows so closely after Jesus that every single day we are more and more allowing the good news of Jesus to come to bear its full weight on how we think and live in light of each injustice that we see. That is our hope and our goal, and we know we have a long way to go, but that's by God's grace and his providence where we want to go. Um, in, in light of that, I would just kind of call you to one small thing uh, this week that you can do. And if you happen to stumble across this video uh, later in the month or a year from now, um, still do this. Uh, the, the call is to, to this week um, just to set aside a time you can define the length of that time, but to set aside a time to fast and pray, uh, specifically asking the Lord um, to reveal any area of your heart that's calloused towards the plight of our black neighbors. Um, and, and if he does, if and when he does reveal something to you, um, we encourage you to confess it back to him um, and to 
and to take the step to confess it to a person, to someone you trust, ideally from, from Dwarf Oak Northeast, our community. Um, and then asking them to pray for you as well in that area. And as we do this, I just want to rem- remind you that gospel-driven introspection of this kind, the kind that leads ideally to, to repentance, um, it, it's not motivated <laughs> by cultural shame or by uh, people-pleasing or, or whatever else. It's not motivated by trends, um, but by the love and grace of God that hopefully you have already experienced and, and, and been washed by. Um, and the desire to, to, to better see and to better love and to better serve uh, our neighbors, um, the people that God already loves with everything he has. Um, that's the motivation. And so uh, when you hear this, when you see this, um, I invite you to do that. Make a plan for this week uh, to, 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 to do this, this, this small bit of introspection and confession uh, before God and before neighbor. Um, Issues this historically and uh, powerfully entrenched aren't dealt with overnight, obviously, neither in ourselves or our church or in our world, um, but, but we are committed um, by the grace of God. <laughs> he can supply it for us um, to learn, to grow, and to play our distinct part in, in helping to dismantle racism in ourselves and in the world. Um, it will be a long haul, but, but we're committed and we have King Jesus um, reigning over us and we have his Holy Spirit indwelling within us to lead us and to shape us and to change us and to empower us. Um, and so we pray that he will, that that would start today and that that would play out over however many years God gives Door of Hope Northeast as a community, um, that this would play out over all of them. Um, so pray, pray for that. Pray with us to that end. Um, so now we're going to have a couple of church announcements. And honestly, it feels strange to transition to church business um, right now. But at the end of the day, our coming together as the church, uh, our being the church together, will will be one of the things that plays an indispensable role in how we grow in all of these areas. And so keep that in the back of your mind. Um, a healthy, connected, um, thriving church uh, is one of the one of the greatest tools God uses to change hearts and minds and lives and thus families and thus cities and thus countries and thus the world. Um, so let me just mention a, a couple of things per- particular for June and I'll, I'll try to try to be quick here. First is something we're, we're calling house to house. Um, Acts 542 says this, it says, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. And though we long for the day that we can all gather together as one big community 
in our beautiful church building. Um, though we long for that, and though that's a good thing, um, there is strong precedent in the New Testament for um, believers worshiping together in homes, uh, which, which is in part why we do community groups and, and things like that to, to sort of create similar spaces. Um, but for us, the next stage of Door of Hope Northeast um, is going to be coming back together physically in this spirit, in the house-to-house spirit of what we see there in Acts 5.42. So when Portland enters phase one of Oregon's reopening plan, we are going to move toward a house church uh, sort of approach for our Sunday morning gatherings. Um, so these are going to comply with the, with the governor's guidelines for, for these kinds of things. So under 25 people, uh, probably less in most cases, depending on, on the home or the backyard or whatever. Um, it will try to emphasize six feet of, of distance between folks and so forth. Um, and we'll have other, other guidelines and things to make sure that these are safe and, and, and abiding by, by those guidelines. But uh, these gatherings are, are going to meet. Um, in homes across across our city uh, on Sunday mornings around 10 a.m. And uh, what they'll do is, is we'll produce a short, we'll try to keep, keep them short, but a short uh, video service um, that will involve a sermon, will involve some music, um, announcements, some other things. Um, and then we're going to dedicate time to, to discuss those scriptures, to pray together, to take communion together safely. Um, and so... If you heard, uh, the governor is shooting for Friday, June 12th uh, for, for Multnomah County. Uh, that, that's what the city and the state are expecting for Multnomah County and for Portland, um, which would mean Sunday, June 14th could potentially be the first Sunday that we do this uh, house-to-house thing. Um, that could change. We will keep, we will keep our eye on the, the news as it develops and, and, uh, and update accordingly. But when we enter phase one, soon thereafter, uh, we want to be meeting physically together in homes on Sunday mornings. Um, so many of our community groups are gonna just transition uh, that direction and some of them may be able to take in a few other people or whatever, um, but we expect to form several more new groups as well. We know not everyone's in a community group and so forth. Um, and so if you would like to join one uh, in the, this week's newsletter um, and on our website, uh, you can fill out a Google form we've created that, uh, that will, will then take your information and place you in a group. Generally, we're going to try to group, group, form these new groups ge- geographically, um, so, so more or less in your geographical part of town. Um, we also want to have an online only option. We know that not everyone is going to be able or comfortable or willing, uh, to, to meet physically, uh, early on. And we respect that and we want to accommodate that. And so we plan to form an online only group. You still need to go and sign up via the Google form, but mark online only for your, for your choice. And that'll help us know who's, who's interested in, in being part of that. House to house um, will go a long way toward helping us be together, um, learn together, grieve together as we pursue Jesus in community. Um, so I hope, I hope you're excited uh, to be able to pick up life together in, in, in a way we haven't been able to uh, for the last several months. 
Uh, if you have any questions about that, email me, Cameron at DwarfHopePDX.org. Um, tied into that, I wanted to mention that we're going to return to our sermon series on 1 John. Um, so on June 14th, whether or not we have house churches up and running, depending on what's going on in the city, um, regardless, we will start publishing our videos, video uh, services um, with a return to 1 John. And 1 John, in my opinion, uh, is one of the most helpful books on what it means to be a faithful community around Jesus. And it includes the constant reminder to put um, or to express our faith in, in, in tangible love. Um, so it is a relevant, a deeply relevant book and, and the applications will be, will be relevant for everything that we're seeing in, in our city from, from <laughs> racial injustice to uh, the social unrest that we see around it. Um, it's still, it felt timely in March it feels even more timely now for us. And so uh, we're going to pick it back up um, weekly that way. Um, you can revisit the first message on our podcast from our second week of church, our last week of big corporate gatherings uh, for a refresher before we, before we move on to the next, the next portion of the book. And then finally, uh, summer book clubs. Hopefully you've, you've uh, heard about this. You've been thinking about it, but we expect for signups to begin June 7th um, with the first round of clubs starting as early as June 15th. Some will start later. They'll kind of start various points over the course of the summer, but June 15th will kind of mark the start of the clubs. Um, they're, they're made up of four to 10 people uh, and usually go for four to eight weeks um, where we just discuss good books together. Um, depending on how phase one reopening goes, um, some of them may exclusively meet in person. Um, some may start on Zoom or whatever and then move to in person. Uh, a few will probably choose to meet only on Zoom online, once again, to accommodate folks who can't or, 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 or don't want to, to physically gather just yet. And so um, we'll have a couple options there. But um, And I would just note that some of the book options uh, have, have been strategically chosen to help us grow in our response to things like racism. Um, so we want to just be intentional in all these avenues uh, to, to, to utilize these opportunities to grow. Um, and so join up. Uh, Sign-ups will begin this weekend. Um, more groups will be added, I'm sure, as, as we go. And uh, if you're, if, yeah, email me if you have any questions about that as well. Um, I can put my notes down now. I love you all. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to be one of your elders, uh, to be to be the pastor at this church. Um, pray, pray for us as a community. Pray for our black brothers and sisters. Pray for our city. Pray for pray for the complex. <laughs> um, wisdom in navigating the complex relationship that, that exists perfectly within God between justice and mercy, um, righteousness, uh, and judgment, <laughs> uh, peace, um, joy, grief. Um, we, we serve a Jesus who is described as being full of grace and truth. Um, 
And that's who we need to be as well. We need to reflect him and how we think about these things and how we act. Um, and it takes a lot of wisdom, a lot of divine <laughs> wisdom. And so um, let's pray as we, in wisdom, figure out how to act as well. Um, so thanks for taking the time to listen. I know this was a little bit long, um, but I'm grateful for each and every one of you. And we, we put our hope on, on the King who alone can save and can heal and who promises to do those things. Amen.